Today's episode came about from some posts that I have been seeing on social media recently, and they really struck a chord with me. Like, I can't stop thinking about this conversations, actually. You know, I keep returning to them in my mind because I feel both of the influencers who spoke about this topic didn't mention one of the most important things related to the concept. And in my business, I deal with it directly all the time. So today, it's personal. Let's unpack changing your mind. You're listening to The Long Game Podcast with Sandra Scaiano. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The Long Game is my approach to business. The actual day-in and day-out philosophy that you have to show up, You have to do the work, and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, and I'm here to share the process and lessons I experience with my clients daily who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long-game strategies, and I'm fun, so we're going to have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here. Let's get to today's episode. In recent weeks, I've heard two influencers do posts giving you permission to change your mind. One of those being Gary Vee, who he has a platform about changing your mind. You know, he talks about it a lot and he believes, and I quote, changing your mind is the core strength of a human being. You know, and I do love that he talks about data. You know, when you have new data, you make a new decision, he says. And, and that's the brilliance of his stance. Like it is data-based, like, right? You get new information in and even the feeling you get from the decision you made that it doesn't sit so well. Now it changes. So you're changing your mind, you know? And that was also what the second influencer was saying with her take on changing your mind. She was careful to say that changing your mind can be different than perfection, which we know can be used as a fear mechanism. And I agree. I agree about changing your mind. You know, when you have new data or the situation may have changed, like, yes, you've got to make changes. Or when you know something just isn't right, yes, make that adjustment. But here's what's poking at me. When you change your mind, you must be prepared for the responses or the new actions that need to be taken. You know, basically the consequences, the work or the cleanup in some cases that has to happen. As a service provider, I've encountered this with my clients. You know, I have an entire workflow set up to keep us moving through the project. So when minds are changed, we've got to double back and move deadlines, adding to the amount of work that needs to be done, et cetera, et cetera. So when you change your mind, if you are the mind changer, you've got to be realistic about what that means. Like it means more time and more money has to be spent to facilitate the idea properly. And whether that change is the colors of your logo or it could be something even bigger, like leaving your corporate job, you've got to take note of those affected by your decision. Because without this second part of the platform, it's like the hype, the permission without the reality. It's half the story. And I know that there are so many service providers who struggle with how to handle this. You know, people changing their minds about purchases 
or the indecision at options within the service. And these may sound minute. You know, things happen. We, you know, it all happens when you're working with people. We get it. But the service provider, they need to know how to deal with it. And it's just as important as it is for the client to change their mind to get what they want. It's equally as important for the service provider to charge more for extra time and resources when there's a mind change. And when we normalize mind changing as such, people just assume it's all part of the package. No, it's not. You change your mind, we've got to add on. And this is where service providers, you know, we've really got to assert our boundaries. You know, how big is the ask? Is it a game changer? Is it a deadline changer? I've been through this enough (laughs) in my years, you know, to know that you start to build into your terms of your process. You know, you've got to state the terms clearly at the beginning in your proposals, in your agreements, and then the client agrees to that. Like I had a branding client who had very clearly defined amount of revisions and we were on the last revision actually. And we were, you know, doing something simple like picking the colors. The design had already been set. We've been through the whole process. You know, we had done the homework. We created a few designs, we refined it, and now we were just putting some color into it. We were at the finish line pretty much. (laughs) And so then the client started with a comment, I want to change this, that, and the next thing, and let's see how that looks. And if I had enacted that comment, it would have taken us back to square one of the process. So I just had to say, like, we can totally do that, but... That's a complete start over at this point, and you're going to be charged again. Boundaries, my boundaries. You know, is it forcing something on them that wasn't right? Absolutely not. It was a put your money where your mouth is. If you love this new idea that you want to explore, then there's a fee associated with it because we've already spent all this time to get to this point. So I want my clients to understand that they get the best of me and my team, but it's not carte blanche, right? We do the pre-work to get to the essence, and then we build the strategy, the graphics, the plan from there. And I hear it. Just getting to the understanding of what you want, that's a process unto itself. And for people who come and they're, they're unsure, and we know that at the beginning, we build in some extra time. We build in the strategy calls at the beginning so that we can take the time to do that because that needs to happen first before all the other work. So it's great when we know about it, actually, you know, because we're all in the business of success, right? I want my clients to feel good and be successful with the work that I do for them. And my clients want the people that they work with to be successful as well. And I know that all of you listening want the same. We all want that. So what can we do to help ourselves and our clients be more successful when it comes to a change of mind? Okay. Number one, this is for everyone. This is for service providers. This is if you sell a product. Have your terms of the project or product spelled out clearly. What do they get? How many revisions? What happens to the designs that get rejected? What's the return or cancellation policy? Anything that you can think of that can be a point of where you might have to put in more time than budgeted for the project, that should be clarified. You know, your time, it's important, it's valuable. And we're always trying to create something and price something well. So really give yourself that 
piece, that extra piece so that you value your time when there is a change of mind. The more that you can spell these terms out clearly, the better informed your client is and the more comfortable you're going to feel upholding your boundaries if the time comes up. Okay, number two on what we can do to be successful when it comes to a change of mind. I'm going to go back to one of my favorite topics, which is onboarding. You know, you must have an onboarding process for your services or your course or your membership. And this is the place to highlight the terms that people have agreed to when they purchased. This little extra reminder, it can allay so many things. When people purchase, they're excited and they may be getting multiple pieces of info coming into them. You know, they get confirmation emails and receipts and next steps, all of these type of things. So one thing I do for my clients is make a welcome packet and it goes over a lot of FAQs and this can be a place to say, your agreement clearly states the amount of revisions as X. Please make note of it. You know, and I just want to say here, it's not too much to ask of your your members or your clients to participate in this exchange. Like, yeah, read it. I want you to read the welcome packet that I created because it's got valuable information that's going to make this whole thing run smoother. So if you want, you can even have them sign off on it that they've agreed. That can be a requirement. They've read the welcome packet. And I also love this piece of advice from my dear friend, Krista Smith, who was in episode 16 with us. You can set up a call with your client to go over the welcome packet. You can go over it together, whether it's a separate call or it's you know the first 10 minutes of your first scheduled call together. You do some housekeeping and you go over what's in there. And that way, you're able to highlight some of the important pieces to note for your client. You know, this allows you to make mention of it and point it out. And it also allows uh, space for the client to ask some questions if they have questions about that. Number three, this is another big one for change of mind, pre-work. Your pre-work game needs to be strong. You know, what questions do you need to ask? You know, you need to look at your own process and understand what you need to perform and then ask for that. You know, the goal here is to get a solid direction and certainty early in the stage where, you know, that way it's easier to make changes if you, if you need to and shifts. And, you know, you may have more time at that point as well. So pay attention during the pre-work stage. You know, is your client giving you signals of being unsure? You know, is there already indecision? Like you can address that when you sense it. So it gets handled right away. And I am going to say that there are just people who hop and they hop to new ideas, they switch tools, and they change up what they talk about. So awareness goes a long way in identifying who you're dealing with. And if you have a hopper, you got to keep them on task. That's going to be part of your job is to keep them focused and on task to what they agreed to in the parameters that you set out. So what I love about projects is that it's all about discovery. You know, the women I work with are always discovering more of who they are and where they want to go by what we do together. So, you know, the point of going to an expert is to have them bring out the best in you. Experts take their clients' ideas and they build upon them. Making decisions and changing your mind are part of the process, but it's also about managing the process so that you're getting to 
what your client really wants and needs. And as much as these influencers are empowering people that it's okay to change their mind, I'm going to empower you that it's okay to enforce your boundaries. As entrepreneurs, you know, you may get a change of mind done to you and you have to have the strength and skills to handle it in a way that aligns with your core values. And I'm a proponent of the just start method, you know, just get out there, take the first steps. And with that, you may not know what you want. You know, I get it. Our people don't always know. And people are still developing their vision at that point. And for that, I say, like, let the perfection down a little bit. Let whatever you're creating out to the world at its non-perfect stage. Get feedback. Talk about it. You know, that's going to give you the best boost as to what direction you want to go and how you want to evolve more than anything else just by talking about and pitching your project, your course, your idea, your services, you're going to understand what makes you feel good and the direction that you want to go and what you want to talk about. You know, it takes time to build brands. It takes time to build our programs and to build out the methods of our work. And only through working in your business do you refine it. Expose your ideas to people. Take people through your methods and you're going to get direction in return. If you're listening to the influencers who are saying it's okay to change your mind, yes, stand up for yourself and make the best decision for you. But know that there may be extras that go along with your change of mind. And if you're a service or product provider, know that a change of mind doesn't have to mean stress to you. Help those you work with through your systems know what to do. Okay, guys, thanks for joining me this week. And I am so curious about how you feel about changes of mind, your own or your clients. So I'm going to drop a change of mind post on Instagram. So comment and let me know how you feel. See you next week. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.